Welcome to Real Talk Christian Podcast, where we drink coffee and have real conversations on faith, culture, and society. This is Mark Hyde. And Chris Fuller. And today on this episode of Real Talk Christian, we're talking about one of our favorite subjects of all time, Disney. Today we're going to ask the question, is Disney causing our kids to walk away from Christianity? The good, the bad, and why this even matters to Christians. Let's hit it. Thank you for joining us at Real Talk Christian, a place where real Christians talk about real issues impacting the community and the world as it pertains to Christians. Now here are your hosts, Mark Hyde and Chris Fuller. What's up, Fuller? What's going on? Dude, what are we talking about today? Today we're talking about the magical world of Disney. Hey, so before we get started... Dude, I love Disney. (laughs) No, 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 no. Who really loves Disney? Janiel, my wife, my sweetheart. She is a Disney fanatic and is raising our children that way. So this What's, conversation like, you gotta could lead. I mean, you you know. got to tell us the story, though. What, what, what part of the story? I mean, like Janiel's socks. Janiel I mean, wears, wears Disney, Disney princess socks. socks. Like the girls' rooms. Uh, Piper's room is like a princess-themed room. And then Noelle's is like Rapunzel-themed room. Uh no, and Shiloh, my, my son that's coming here yeah, soon. Yeah, baby number three. That's going to be Star Wars, which is now owned it's still by Disney. Disney. Still I mean, Disney. You know, it's just it's one of those things that uh, without Disney, her life would be a little bit more sad. That's so sad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, dude. So before we have any conversation about Disney yeah. and why Christians should love it or hate it, right? What's your favorite Disney movie? Oh man, you just <laughs> I, I knew this question was coming. I but feel I like wasn't I feel like we need to have like. So like, era well, Disney. yeah, because you know, we've we've tied in Marvel now, we've tied in Star Wars, and so we've we've got all these and Disney, Disney Pixar, right? And so know. like, are we talking strictly Disney between like ninety five and like nineteen thirty seven when Snow White came out, or what? Yeah, I would just say Disney, like like let's if I said, hey bro, let's watch a Disney movie, like like let's let's do what bros do let's and watch a Disney movie. Okay, but what are we watching? Like, is it is it like with another Disney, like me and you, Disney fans, like watching together? Like, yeah, you and me. All right, so I would probably We're say Lion King one and a half. Yeah, because that's like it's dig like tunnel, the funniest dig, one. Dig a dig a tunnel, right? <laughs> dig a tunnel, dig a. Dig I mean, a who doesn't love Timon and Pumbaa? Dude, that's okay. So Elliot knows that as not Lion King. That's Timon and Pumbaa. That's, that's Timon and Pumbaa. Like I said, hey, hey you want to watch Pumbaa? Lion King and. It, but if I said, hey, do you want to watch Timon and Pumbaa? They're different. Yeah. Liking one and a half. Oh, dude. See, but there was a while where Nicole and I, literally for the first two years of our marriage, maybe three, we fell asleep to Emperor's New Groove every night. What? Every single night. That movie Cusco, is great. baby. David Spade, Patrick Warburton. I mean, let's not talk about the other shows they're in. Yeah. Those are kind of, those are a little no. raunchy. But, but Emperor's, Emperor's New Groove, Groove it's like. What about Kronk's New Groove? I mean, because that was I enjoy a, that was a pretty Groove. good uh, sequel to. to See, Emperor. I actually really enjoy Kronk's New Groove. Yeah, me too. I like, uh, I, I like Kronk, you know, his little squeakity squeaky. Squeaky squeak squeaking. I mean, if you can talk to squirrels, you're cool. I mean, it's dope. And then there's, let's be honest, Mulan. Oh, dude, dude. did you hear about the new Mulan? I heard about the live action Mulan coming out. No Mushu. I heard about that. that no, that's, Mushu. Mushu. Eddie Murphy made that movie. I it, mean, let's just right. be honest here. Well, I, I think Mulan actually has the best singing voice. I mean, sans Mandy Moore, because yeah. Mandy Moore's the goat. Yeah. If you don't know what that means, 
You're probably not a millennial. Yeah, probably not. Or Gen Z, but that's okay. But I mean, her voice is just Mandy Moore is like Mandy Moore. She's she's a phenomenal actor, voice actor, and I mean, she plays Rapunzel. I mean, she's, she's like Rapunzel. A, she's, she's a Disney she's princess. It, I mean, which is hilarious though, because I remember uh, a Walk to Remember was that was that Mandy Moore back in the day? Was that her? Was that I Mandy Moore? I don't, I don't know. We need a fact checker. I I look at that that show that's on uh, NBC. This is us. That's uh, a couple of the girls in our small group. That's like the show they to kick watch. Us out of small groups, yeah. Like to we watch have to small end groups. small group early just to watch that. Yep. But it is a really good show. I mean, it, it's a touching it's a show. Jer- that's yeah. why I can't watch it. It's yeah. I watch Madam Secretary. That I I'm just recently geek. started that uh, based off of your suggestion, and, oh, and dude, it's, it's got me so hooked. Good. I think I'm on like season one, episode twenty-one, or something just like that. Just wait. Yeah, I, I'm real. probably gonna watch all five seasons in like the next month. So, because <laughs> Chris doesn't have a job. I mean, no, just kidding. He just watches. He watches Netflix on the job. I, only during slow periods. Oh my goodness! So, anywho, let's jump into this thing. So, Disney conversation. This is a conversation that I don't think a lot of people have nowadays. So. I I think it was bigger in the older generation. Yeah, yeah. In, like the, in the our parents' generation, it was yeah. it was very big. But I think now it's it's kind of faded away because our generation, most of us are Disney fans. Like I mean, we, I grew up on Lion King, yeah, Hercules, right. and Mulan, right. and. Oh, what were some of the other ones we grew up on? Aladdin. Oh. That was a good one. I liked the one with his dad. Not the, the Return the of Prince Jafar. Of, Prince the, of Thieves. The, the, yeah. It's not, is it the Prince of Thieves? Is that yeah. the one with his dad? Yeah, that's the third one. Yeah, that one's good. Yeah, I love that one. I actually, when I was a young kid, uh, I dressed up as Aladdin for Halloween like three years in a row. So, Wow. Yeah, I I was like that. Did was, you have the vest and all? Oh yeah, show that chest off. Well, it was in a, our Sub Zero Halloween. It, it was a here. fake chest. I mean, it was you know. <laughs> it was, wasn't my cultural chest. appropriation. That was cultural back when I was you know that was back when oh, I was thin. Goodness. I could have pulled it off, but you know. But you know, you're good looking. You're well, a good looking you know. little guy. You know. Oh man, but Disney's fun. But this is a conversation I don't think people have in our circles now in the conservative circles very much I, so i, I think mean, it's a I conversation grew up here and pocahontas was of the devil well yeah i i could we'll get into we'll that. get into that but I, I definitely i think it's a conversation that needs to be had uh and i think um the conversation has to be had to kind of bridge the gap between uh the baby boomer generation and millennials oh definitely and and for a little bit of history um Side note, Fuller and I go to Southside Baptist Church. We're a Southern Oops, Baptist Southside? Church. Um, we're the Southern Baptist Church. That what, what, what were we talking about in small groups? Like, we're the Southern Baptist <laughs> that Church. That feels that's non-denominational like, when you walk in. Yeah, it's like a stealth Southern Baptist Church. Like, like our Southern Baptist beliefs are there, and they're present, and they're in our doctrine. But oh, it's, very obvious. It's, we preach Jesus. Like but no when you business. walk in, you just don't feel that. Dude, you wore shorts on stage when you were playing bass a few weeks ago. Yeah. Man, I, I was surprised you didn't, like, burn. I, you know, I thought of I And I wore a T-shirt on stage too and i'm a pastor so yeah to me it's you know i'm just a volunteer so what are they gonna do fire me maybe that's why i haven't been playing as much i mean that could be maybe that that could be we'll talk with about that pastor i'm gonna have to have a talk with you about that (laughs) but so so a little bit of history the southern baptist back in 1997 along with focus on the family um and a bunch of other people actually boycotted disney yeah basically mainstream christians full-fledged boycott not just we don't like this but if you are a Southern Baptist, if you follow Focus on the Family, you will not watch Disney. Right. Yeah. And this was in this was in the height of the peak of Disney. I mean, '97. I think didn't Hercules Hercules got Her- dropped in '97. Yeah, or I think so. Like or '96 or something. It, it, was, it was right, right, around, right, right there. around there. But Lion King was already dropped. I think Mulan. I don't think Mulan. I mean, would this drop is right it. after the but era. Is, you know, '89 you had Beauty of the Beast. '91 yes. you had, I believe, that's when. 
Aladdin came out ninety one or ninety two. The ninety I know I know Lion ninety four was wasn't Lion King. Maybe Lion I got King was ninety one. So then maybe Aladdin was like ninety three, ninety four ish. So Up this in there, was at the was peak like, of our Disney. They were pumping them out like our Disney yeah, that was, we watched. Right. This is right in the heart of it. So nineteen ninety seven, they actually had a boycott um, of Disney, calling all people that it was. We had a boycott. That was it. Um, I don't remember how many years later, um, if it was 10 years later, something like that, they actually recalled the boycott. Yeah, that was so, interesting. So the boycott, and I know this was a, a cry for the, um, I'll just use this word, the liberal side of the denomination, and even the liberal side of all the world was like, oh, yeah. maybe the Southern Baptists are coming into the culture. It Like, they hit the slippery slope, here yep. come oh, the Southern Baptists. Here they come. You know, so, and I think after that conversation, it kind of just stopped. So. Yeah. So I guess here's the question. I mean, do we even need to <laughs> do we even need to have this conversation? Well, I still think it's a good conversation to have. Um, again, like we talked about earlier, it's a good way to bridge the gap between that generation that was hard, staunch on boycott, mm-hmm. uh, and and our generation, which is uh, let's just be honest, we're a little bit more liberal uh, in some of our views. I go to uh, Starbucks every day. So I, I mean, can't say Starbucks. Anything. Our music is not like we we don't stick traditionally to hymns oh, like, no. like the baby boomers did we want to drop in the right of our right songs. we want to we want to hear elevation band and, and uh, hill song and Bethel. Song, yeah. yeah so, so uh, I, that's what i mean when i say a little bit more liberal uh, our music has changed you know there's there's just different things we're loosey-goosey a little bit i mean <laughs> they would call us uh you know some hellions or something I, i've been called you that like before. that word that's the second time you've <laughs> you I've, know, like, I've never heard that term until i met you so <laughs> <laughs> I've heard of quick, Demon Spawn. I've quick, heard of quick Devil Side Child. note: I had a pastor one time. Me and my friend were were talking late. We were staying at his house, going on a fishing trip, and we were uh, up late talking at his house. And we were probably a little bit louder than we should have been. And he yelled down the stairs, "Like you hellions, go to sleep!" And that's the first time I'd ever heard the word hellions. And if a pastor can, say and it. so it was like, I like this word. It was pretty funny to me. So it's just become I, part of my I vocabulary. I like this word. <laughs> that's like me and dope. Yeah, right. <laughs> there was there remember that one Sunday I tried to use dope as many times as I could just to feel the glare of my wife. Yeah, that was uh that was a I pretty was preaching str- and she couldn't stop. That was a pretty strong glare you were getting. Oh dude, I just felt the heat. Yeah, it I was felt the heat. I'm sh- I'm surprised you didn't pay for it and have to sleep on the couch for like the next three weeks after that. No, I just got told that was a great sermon except for the dope parts. That was stupid. <laughs> those so, those dope parts were dope. <laughs> That's what you and Taylor Axelberg right. said. But either way, so let's get into this conversation. Right. So talking about Disney and the Christian and all these different things, we we both watch uh, oh, yeah. hundreds of hours. Our, kid, be- our kids watch it. I mean, our kids watch it. We've watched hundreds of hours ourselves. We've yeah. even watched hundreds of hours of YouTube videos of Christians who openly berate yes. Disney. Yeah. Um, and there's no question. I mean, even for us, if you look at our movie, it's it's a mixture between – all Disney, and which some people don't like this, or, or DreamWorks. We have a lot right. of DreamWorks, yep. but we have a lot of Blue Sky Studio, too, yeah. with Ice Ages right. and Epic and oh, Horton Hears a Who yeah, and The Croods. The Croods just got dropped on Netflix. Oh, really? It's on Netflix oh, now. I mean, man. it's going down. So either way, this is stuff that our families do, but we also have so many people on the on the other side of the spectrum of Christianity where it's like it's of the devil and there's witchcraft and wizardry and all these different things. Right. So should we jump into that conversation of why Christians hate Disney? Well, yeah, I mean, let's, let's go over some of the – the main topics that have been discussed uh, previously and even in, in times now. Yeah, cool. Uh, well, you know, one of the, the main things I hear is the witchcraft, wizardry, uh, you know, the shamans, that, that type mm. of thing that Deuteronomy clearly says don't don't be involved with. Oh, yeah, and Moses so I, was strong on that. You know, I I definitely see what their point is, but uh, the, the point I would like to make to that point is uh, – we're not participating in it. Mm. I don't see uh, 
or hear about or read where actual spells are being taught. Uh, well, what about like a princess and so, the frog? Like with the well, movie? yeah, you know, I don't let my kids watch that one. I just don't. I I, I believe that um, as parents, we we need to definitely be screening and auditing everything our kids listen to, watch, to make sure that it, it doesn't cross the line. Right. Um, but it to me, if uh, if you're if you're going to go strictly on well, we can't do things because of witchcraft wizardry. Uh, that's great. Live by your convictions, like Romans talks oh, about. Definitely. Uh, I am not going to uh, berate you or anything like that because of your beliefs or or your convictions on that. But I would also challenge to to ask: uh, Do you read C.S. Lewis? Uh, how about J.R. Tolkien? I mean, these guys use wizardry and and what what you know. Christians, some Christians would call witchcraft. Oh, yeah. uh, they're, they're, they're throughout the books. It's a fantasy world. But they're bringing good values and points uh, uh, to Christians' attentions through through different storytelling. Uh, so that, that would be my main point of, uh, as a Christian father, uh, I am not convicted personally about the things that uh, some of these other Christians are. And uh, not that they're wrong, and not that they're right. I mean, you know, right, right. <laughs> God I mean, hasn't revealed it to hard, me yet. Like, I, I mean, I, I want to push back a little bit because you hear the question of, oh, so if you're a Christian and you like C.S. Lewis and the Narnia, I mean, Narnia is right. one of the most beautifully. Right. I've only read like one book of Narnia. Oh man, <laughs> not even audio. And, and oh. I feel like we need a, a sponsorship from Audible.com because I've even dropped Audible.com in church like crazy. Yeah. And Big Brother always listens and pulls up ads on our people's phones. Right. It's hilarious. Um, I don't read books. Well, I, I, I'm reading two right now. Um, I'm an audio but listener. But I, I, I listen to a ton of audio books. I, I've, I've I'll, give only, you, I'll give you the Narnia books on audio. I have them. So you can listen to them. I'm down with that. I'm reading uh, Not Forsaken by Louis Giglio right now. Mm. But the real book, because it was mailed to me from Louis Giglio's office, signed by Louis Giglio. What? It's Yeah, it's awesome. It even says, to Pastor Mark, and I'm just like, fanboy. It's, I mean, yeah, it was, you, I, you, I went you have to hard. read that I one. went crazy. I mean, I'm even wearing the wristband he sent me, too. It says, love son. So, Louis Giglio, when you're listening to this, your boy got his book. Come so, visit us on the south side of South Bend and uh, jump into this podcast. And bring Christian Stanfield, please. <laughs> please bring Christian Stanfield, the whole Passion City band. Leave right. Reckless Love at home, but you can bring... <laughs> oh, come on. I like oh, that was, a, that was a low blow. But um, no, but but anywho. Um, but yeah, so I've never read... I've read one C.S. Lewis book. I've read... What was the... Not The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. What was the first one? That also that was, was like the, the Magician's Son. So I, I read that one back when I was in fourth grade or fifth grade when I was lonely in the but summer. But even in the title right there, I mean, The Magicians. Oh, my goodness. I mean, The so, Lion, so, the Witch. So back to where I'm pushing at, because people are probably going to start tuning us out here in a second. Yeah, sorry. Uh, which is funny, because the rabbit trailer is putting us back on track. Yeah. I rabbit trailed the rabbit trail that time. Um, you the because we trail. talk about, oh, well, if, if you're a Christian and you like C.S. Lewis and Tolkien, well, you must like this. Is that is that kind of comparing the wrong thing? Should we be comparing the Bible to also C.S. Lewis and the Bible also to Tolkien, just like we do? Let's be honest. J.K. Rowling and Suzanne yeah, Collins right. and Hemingway I, and all these other people. You know, I, I think that uh, you have to look at um, the content of the story. What's the content teaching our children? Mm. You know, I look at, uh, you know, my daughter was watching Mickey Mouse Clubhouse show today oh, when I got home from work. I love the hot dog song. And so I get there, and they're talking about helping friends helping friends. You know, that was basically the, the gist of this 45-minute episode or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I don't see that as uh, going against the Bible. 
I don't. I, I see, you know, we're called that's second, pretty, I mean, second greatest commandment is to love each other. And that's your day of Christian values. Right. right there. So uh, I don't have a problem with, with my daughters watching that, learning that value. Um, you know, you got to take it case by case. Mm. Am I saying, putting a blanket statement out there and saying, yep, Disney, if you if it's Disney branded, trust it. No, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that at all. No, 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 no. Uh, I'm saying that, that just like anything in this world, uh, there are goods and bads uh, that are attributed with every company um, that happens to be in this world today. You know, I look at Christians uh, boycotting Target because of the tra- transgender bathroom situation and that then happened. A the irony of the story is then here's Chip and Joanna Gaines. Like their stuff's at Target. So this is funny. But but I look at You're it right. and, and I'm like, okay, I get that. You know, they call, the Christian community called for a boycott of Target. All right. I, I can see that. You know, I don't want my daughters going into a bathroom where a, a person that was born oh, a male is is there. So I, I don't want that. But I, So I get that. But then I look at, you know, okay, well, let's look at Meyer, Let's look at Kroger. Let's look at Walmart. What are they doing? I oh, mean, even Amazon, they have values, McDonald's, Starbucks. Yeah, they have values that are just as bad. No, they do good stuff and they do a good service. So for, for me, it's you have to take it case by case um, with, with any type of audio, visual, media, uh, it has to be looked at um, for each thing. Mm. And what is it teaching uh, my child? I think that uh, you would be a foolish parent and a lazy parent if you didn't want to audit the content that your children are going to watch before they watch it. So so what I'm hearing is is the fact of parents who are livid at Disney mm-hmm. for not being exclusive Judeo-Christian values. Right. Which they, I mean, you look I at mean, tra- traditionally, they they held a little bit more to it back in their early days, even though they had like Snow White that dropped in 1937, right? Uh, that had the witch the, in it the and the witch magic in the mirror. mirror right? and yeah. So, uh, uh, but I mean, traditionally, they were family friendly, family friendly ish, uh, and they've kind of walked away from it. You know, more they're more uh, LBGTQ oriented now. Uh, there's even a show on the Disney Channel that openly promotes this gay teenage girl. Uh, I forget what her name, Mac, or I, I just read it on yeah, on the internet last night, and I, I don't remember her name. Everything off. we read on the internet is true. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but you know, would I would I let my daughters watch that as a father, as a Christian father who wants my children to uh, learn about God and His ways and serve Him? Uh, probably not. No. And it might even go to it. I mean, can we can we just call it for what it is? Is does, is is lazy parenting at fault? Yeah. <laughs> for the fact of you know, because let's be honest, my my TV is the greatest free babysitter that oh, I have. Oh, definitely. I mean, definitely. I'm just being honest. I mean, you gotta get something done. It's like oh, turn on a movie that the, that we know they like it. Right. And like and if, walk if, away. if my daughter's sleeping, my four year old's like, hey, daddy, I want to play. I'm like, I got a mother grass, buddy. Here, let's let's put on. Toothless. Right. Toothless is my boy. Yeah, That's right. not Disney, but Toothless is my boy. So we put on that. And it's like. You know, I'm not just going to slap whatever in front of them. Right. And it's it might even be the fact of us as parents are trying to put this weight and pressure on Disney that right. as Christians we shouldn't even expect. Um, you know me, I'm a sucker for quotes. Do it. Uh, Jasmine Holmes, which she's she's a phenomenal author, dude. She writes for Desiring God, which is John Piper's blog yeah, and all that kind right. of stuff. She actually said, genuine believers in Jesus are more and more in the minority, and it's time for us to stop acting like we think it's the mass media's job to cater to us. Mm. And our calling as exiles is to go into every movie, song, book, and conversations with our eyes wide open. Exactly. Well, I, I bring up the illustration of, uh, 
that movie Noah came out a few years ago. Oh, uh, who was the main dude? That uh, was, was that Russell Crowe. Russell Crowe. Crow. Oh, Crow. So I went and saw that movie. Oh, I, I, uh, I did too. It was phenomenal. But I walked into it knowing that it was Hollywood and probably wasn't going to fi- follow the Bible. Right. So would I take my kids to see that? Probably not, at least until they're a little older to where mm-hmm. I can explain it out to them. Right, and what's that. funny is that was actually based off of a pagan story of the flood. Right. Because right. every every... And this is a conversation for another day. Right. Every religion background has a flood account. Oh, yeah. Which is interesting that people want to just, if, if everyone's right about a flood account, we can talk later about which one's right or wrong. Well, how can we just throw There's out a the lot flood? of religious uh, sects out there that had uh, writings about accounting of Jesus, whether he was a prophet or, you know, a man of influence or whatever. You know, they, they had, even Josephus mm. uh, wrote about Christ, and he was not a Christian. No. I mean, so. It, it, there's lots of instances throughout history where other religions, other sects of the world have pointed to what we know as biblical truth. And I'll throw this out there, too, because we don't have time to talk about it. But Andy Stanley, which, I mean, he's a very controversial figure yeah. in the Christian world. Um, he had a series called The Bible According to Grownups. Hmm. And he actually started with started with Jesus, but then talked about the Old Testament. In that Old Testament passage, he actually walked through tons of different religions that kind of were similar to Christianity, right. but pretty much showed in an apologetic style, teaching style, why Christianity is actually the true one. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll link that in the show notes, too. I just like saying that. But um, we, we will link that one in the show notes. Um, but so I guess the question is, is what should we as parents do when we f- discover media that we don't agree with, that we don't like, that we don't follow? Should we get mad? Should we boycott? Should we have conversations? In, in your opinion, as a Christian dad who... I mean, let's be honest, we've only been a dad for like a few years. Yeah, right. So we're, we're experts in this field. <laughs> um, <Yeah. laughs> I mean, obviously, me being a youth pastor, I have a very different lens that I look through with right. all things with teens. Because just being very open, I don't only play Christian music right. in the youth room. Now, for worship time, oh, bro, we only do in worship. Yeah. But the pre, pre-track stuff, I got stuff in there that's not Christian. Right. So what should we as Christians do when we encounter things that don't align with our Judean Christian values. Well, I think we call it for what it is. I mean, if there's an inst- I'm not going to I'm not going to say, "Oh, Disney is great," you know. Stamp of uh, approval. Right. I'm going to say Disney has faults just like a lot of Christians have faults. Mm. Uh, and they err in ways and uh, I'm going to audit their content um, as a parent and be involved. Uh, but I'm not going to say I'm not going to throw the baby out with the bathwater. That probably wouldn't be good. No, I just, just you know one of those old right. sayings. So so with some of these Disney movies, would you let? I mean, would you let your kids watch movies like Pocahontas, where they're painting with all the colors of the wind? Yeah, and you even know, you know even Lion King is the circle of life. Right. I mean, there's well, some it, it, very Rafiki. This is shamanism. I mean, with, right. There's with, pantheism. Right. I mean, what, what's the uh, what's the old one with Mickey as the sorcerer? Fantasia. Fantasia. I I can't watch. That's too boring. Oh, man, but I, love that I mean, movie. he's that's isn't that pantheism He's or something yeah, like yeah, that? Yep. Um, you know, my, my girls are young enough to where that they don't really understand what they are watching. Ooh, so are you indoctrinating them? So bad Disney theology. You know, I've heard that, but, uh, that's, that's sarcasm by the way. I make sure that my, my kids hear the Bible. We, we, my kids sit with me when I listen to the dwell app. Shout out to the dwell app. So they listen, they listen to, we went through the whole series of Job. Uh, a seven-day series where where I listened to the to the Book of Job, yeah, and and actually Piper was asking for it by the end of the week, saying, That's "Oh, so listen, cool. Bible, listen, Bible, listen, Bible." And so it was like, you know, I, I'm not worried uh, about indoctrinating my 
my children right now because I counteract it with uh, many of the things that Janiel and I do, uh, whether it's prayer with them, um, teaching them Bible stories. Uh, they're at that age of innocence right now. I am definitely careful. I don't just let them watch anything. Um, you know, I try to stick to the stuff with the good stories, with not a lot of, uh, you know, witches or stuff like that. You know, one of their favorite movies is Cinderella. So you got, oh, that's a you, got the, you got the evil stepmother. You've got the Cinderella. Yeah, you got the fairy godmother. Um, I mean, the beginning, the, that opening scene is like the magic is back. Right, right. I don't right. remember what it says, but it's yeah, something yeah, similar. Yeah, it's something <laughs> silly like that. But, you know, any time that good triumphs over evil, I think that's a good lesson to have. And there's a lot of life lessons. I mean, I preached on uh, on greed yeah. a few weeks ago. Oh, snap, dude. That was like three months ago. Right. Goodness. Um, but I preached on greed, and my opening, the entire illustration was the Lord of the Rings, because yeah. the Lord of the Rings would not have been the Lord of the Rings. Can if, I just say that was my favorite sermon, because I'm a Lord of the Rings fan. I'm glad you liked it. Other people didn't because <laughs> of Lord of the Rings. But um, if if greed, I mean, greed is the reason why that movie existed. Right. If What's-His-Face would have just thrown the ring of fire into it, yep. nothing would have happened. The souls of men wouldn't have been turned because of the, 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 the power that they right. saw in Bilbo and Gollum. Oh, I hate Gollum, um, and all these different things. I mean, even even Boromir died because right. he, of greed, and but at the same time, we see these great values of Samwise Ganji. I want, I need a Sam in my life. Yeah, I yeah. Need, I, everybody I need a, needs a Sam. Everyone needs a Sam, and everyone needs um, someone to look out for them. And, and what does it mean to be a friend and sacrifice? Everybody needs a Gandalf too. From, that wise voice. I was just thinking for the fireworks. I mean, that's oh, well, just cool. Those were the coolest. Just be like, hey, dude, can I, uh, can I get like a flaming dragon in the sky like right. now? Like right now. <laughs> in green and in blue, please. <laughs> just, just all of them. Make it fly around. It'd be dope. Yeah. You know, it'd be awesome. But um, I lost all train of thought. It was just a lot of fun. <laughs> but it's just the fact that there's a lot of good values to get out of Disney. Yeah, I right. mean. Um, there's a lot of good lessons and stories that, that go along. And, and uh, you, you know, I see the trend with some of these Disney movies now, like Maleficent that just came out a few years ago. Mm, with about, Angelina Jolie, yep. Yeah, where they, where they promote uh, evil as good. Right. Now, those I have, I take issue with that. I don't want to promote evil as good. I fell asleep in that movie, so I still <laughs> haven't finished it. <laughs> but, uh, you know, uh, I look at Rapunzel. My kids love that movie, Tangled. And, oh, goodness. And the story of friendship uh, and how it... I have a dream. Right. Well, the friendship of that, but even like Pascal, the the little chameleon, yeah. and her, you know, their friendship together, and uh, the story, the journey that she has to go on to find herself, to discover herself, uh, I, I don't think those are bad values to have. Mm. Uh, you have to be careful, definitely. Right. Um, what I suggest, again, letting your kids watch these Disney movies and, and as they get older, not explaining things out to them. Like, you know, uh, with with Lion King, you know, okay, you know, the the whole Mufasa appearing in the clouds. That's, oh, yeah. And you know, talking that's to your dad. talking to your spirits. That's that's something that we don't do. Or even Mulan with the dad praying to the spirits. Right. And then or the spirits Mu- alive yeah, Mushu, Mushu calling them. Yeah. You know, uh, you definitely have to explain things out to them. Uh, but I think depending on their age, uh, they don't even see that kind of stuff. No, and I, but I think you hit the nail on the head is we parents, A, have to scream. I mean, we can't yeah. just slap our – and this is – I mean, Elliot loves these dinosaur videos on YouTube, and I hate <laughs> them, man. I mean, how stupid is it I, – I don't get it. I really don't. How stupid is it where it's like my son wants to watch 20 minutes – Watching on TV, somebody playing with dinosaurs. playing with dinosaur Play-Doh pieces yeah. that he has right, right over there. Right. Like I'm like, dude, 
you just binged 40 minutes of these people playing with, like, <laughs> Legos and dinosaurs and Paw Patrol, and you could have just been playing with right. it by yourself. And that's why, I mean, he knows. I mean, I've, I've been very hard-nosed about it. Like, yeah. I don't let him watch that right. unless it's one of those things where, you know, I give him a little earn. I mean, he, he I don't just say no, never. Right. But I also, I don't do it because I don't know what the next YouTube video right. is. I mean, I, yeah. I just don't know. Yeah, you don't just push play and then walk and away. And every movie he's ever seen, I mean, let's be honest, I watch every Disney movie that comes out. Yeah. But um, I don't just slap him in front of it without knowing what's going on. And right. even, he's four, he doesn't fully understand it. But I've talked with him about things where it's right. like, um, like when Mufasa died. Yeah. Uh, not, yeah, when Mufasa died and he was killed by Scar, like Elliot gets, he actually cried hmm. as a three-year-old when yeah. Mufasa died because his dad, because Simba's daddy died. And I right. mean, Elliot's a bit of a softy and he has a soft, gentle heart. And I love right. it. I don't want him to grow out of that. But we talked about it, and we yeah. then we talked about we. I had a conversation with three about the about the the fragileness of life. Yeah. And that we all will die. Right. And that's why we need Jesus. Yep, and exactly. and it's just it's it's yeah cool you can to you can lead into good segues with it. I mean these stories uh, point out good characteristics that we all should really take something from and learn. Uh, and that's it. I mean we can have so many conversations about Jesus with them. And I mean I have a, a Charles Spurgeon quote right here in front of me. And this actually is a true Spurgeon quote. I mean if you don't know who it is, just say it's Spurgeon. You're probably right. Right. But he said, um, "Let us expect our children to know the Lord. Let us from the beginning mingle the name of Jesus." With their ABCs. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's great. I mean, that kind of hits hits the nail on the head with that. Um, but, yeah, as parents, I mean, the, I think the question goes back to, are we just lazy? Are we expecting the TV to babysit? I mean, yeah, if we expect Disney to teach and ingrain our kids, they don't have the same values as yeah, us. I right. mean, they're not believers. So, A, we shouldn't expect them to act like believers. Right. And, B, why should we get mad at a secular company not teaching Christian values. I well, mean, and, that's and why VeggieTales exploded back well, when we were that, kids. I was just about ready to bring VeggieTales up. You know, I I'm, love classic VeggieTales. New VeggieTales is weird. Yeah, it's a little weird. But I'm still a huge Veggie. I mean, I I even went to graphic design like school to because I wanted to go work for Big Idea Production. I, mean, I did not just, know. Yeah, that. let's just be legit with that, dude. So uh, I have something new, ladies and gentlemen. I am I am a huge VeggieTales fan. But I mean, come on, really talking vegetables? And if that ain't magic, and, I don't know what and, it is. And, <laughs> <laughs> Most of them aren't even vegetables. Right. I'm like, the person created, I'm like, let's have veggie tails and the main dude be a tomato. Huh? Like, it's just <laughs> That's funny. That's true. <laughs> it's, just, it's just so funny. It's like, well, we, we teach them about Jesus, but we don't teach them what so really I, I, But uh, again, you know, uh, how far do we want to do we want to take the line? Right. I mean, are you going to shelter your kids so much so that they've never seen anything and then they go out into the world and. Um, are blasted from all sides because we can't protect them forever. Right. And that's not a that's not a dig on any parents that do want to shelter their kids. I think we should protect oh, our I mean, kids from shelter. evil as much as possible, but uh, we can't put kids in a box. Right. And but at the end of the day, I mean, it's it's going back to those conversations. Right. And this is a deal that I have with a lot of teenagers. Is I've been able to have like like just this past week, I had a, one of my teen girls sitting in my office, and yeah. they were talking about music and. Um, she's a huge Panic at the Disco fan, mm-hmm. which if you know Panic at the Disco, I mean, Brendan is one of the best vocalists you'll ever hear. He has right. perfect tune. Um, his, I mean, his beats are fire. Like, I'm even talking like old emo Panic at the Disco versus right. mainstream. But you can't just sit and listen to his stuff. Like, um, Hey, Look, Ma, I Made It's one of my favorite songs. Mm-hmm. And because it's kind of a stick it to him type idea. Like, hey, Mom, look, I made it. All you guys are crying? Well, right. it sucks to suck. I made it, which is, I mean, kind of mean but um <laughs> and then there's high hopes which that's yeah. elliot's favorite song elliot's two favorite songs right now are high hopes and me 
by yeah. Taylor Swift and 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 Brendan, and it's like. I mean, I can get dogged for that. But right. at the same time, I'm having these conversations with Elliot where there's a lot of good truth in these songs, but you can't just blindly listen to something because if I just put on Panic at the Disco for everybody, more than half the songs are explicit. Right. And you can't just say, oh, I, I love everything that Panic at the Disco comes out. But if you just and, – and, and this is – I mean, maybe my thought will change as, as my kids become teenagers because right. my mom was very much a, you only listen to Christian music and you only do this. But, I mean, I, I still listen to Blink-182 and Simple Plan and all that. But, but – but she talked with me about it. We right. had conversations of, well, why is this bad? Well, why my dad, is this good? My like, dad and my mom were that way, too. Um, as they've gotten older in life, they they're tend to follow more of, of my way of thinking now. Like, we have the same thoughts mm. on this of, uh, don't be a lazy parent. Explain it out. Right. Have these conversations. Stay connected with your kids. But just, you know, just because you listen to, uh, you know, I don't know, a song from the 1950s, you know, that's not Christian, a swing music or whatever. Right. It doesn't mean that, that you're sinning, you know. It's, uh, it's so it's you got to live by c- your convictions. That's that's right. the first and foremost thing. If God's convicted you of something, you, you better well listen to it. Right. But if you it, you can't put your convictions on other people because right. God hasn't touched them in in that way yet. And so And that's where the uh, Pharisee, that's where Pharisee comes in where right. it's, you, you know, if you have a conviction where honestly, I mean, in our house I mean, I don't love Pocahontas, but my wife loves Pocahontas. Yeah. Now, Elliot can't stand it. Praise Jesus. But, I mean, I just can't stand that movie, even though I love Mel Gibson and Christian Bale. Young Christian Bale, man. <laughs> young Christian Bale. Um, but Nicole loves that movie. She yeah. just flat out loves that movie. But, you know, if for me, it's like, oh, we watch it in our house. But if I hear from you, oh, no, we don't watch Pocahontas. And all of a sudden, but then you flip and go, well, if you were a good Christian, you wouldn't watch Pocahontas, well, too. Well, I'll just give you an example. You and I have conversations like this all the time. Yeah, I, I'll just give you an example of Mark and I. Uh, you, you know, my wife and I, Janelle and I, uh, we don't believe in celebrating Halloween. Mm. And the hides, they're they're okay with that. That we that's, go ham on that's something that God has convicted me and my wife over. Uh, but I'm not going to push my convictions and tell Mark that you know, hey, you're sinning because you do this. No, God's just convicted me about the reasons why I should. But we've talked about it, right? We've and we've had open about conversations it. about it. And just because you disagree, uh, I always go back to if it's not a fundamental salvation thing, and you disagree, like doesn't mean you still can't love each other and be friends. You know, you don't have to shun. I hate. I hate. The word shun amongst Christians when we're called to love each other. Yep. <laughs> it's just, it's, it's not there good. should never be division and shunning and all that stuff because of something that's not uh, pivotal in our faith. It's, it's just, it's, it's such an interesting conversation to have. And I mean, even with this whole conversation of should we watch Disney or not, yeah. I think there's a bigger picture, yeah. right? I yeah, mean, definitely. I don't want to keep beating a dead horse because people, I think, have gotten the gist where it's the fact of we can't expect. I mean, I'll, I'll sound like a right wing here, but you can't expect the liberal media to raise your kid the right the way you want to do it. But, <laughs> but it's, it's true. Right, you can't. And, right. I mean, as, as believers, as exiles, now, I mean, this is where it's hard because some people will say, you know, oh, we're supposed to be in the world but not of the world. Right. I actually hate that quote. Do I hate you? It. I hate it because we are, like, because whenever you try to find that in Scripture, it's actually not in Scripture. Yeah. But what you read is, is Jesus tells the disciples, you're not already of this world, right? But I'm sending you back into the world, right? So the question is: Is how can we influence our peers if we are bubbling ourselves from the world? Now, of course, what we let in—I mean, garbage in, garbage out—and right. I teach my teenagers this all the time. Where I'm not one to teach hard standards. Yeah, I'm one to teach hard, very hard on the heart condition. Where if you are constantly putting certain lyrics into your mind, right? Well, no wonder you think these ways. Well, if you deal with anger, if you deal with these things. You probably should not be 
listening to music that's fire up, let's go, yeah, let's go do right. something stupid. And you shouldn't be putting filth in your ears. If if you're a dude or oh, let's be honest, in today's culture, a girl who struggles with with either sex addiction, sex addictions, or porn, right. or or even just lust. Right. Why should you be listening to stuff like the cake, like it. Cake by the Ocean or right. um, these other songs where it's all about sex? This or like you know Pitbull and Kesha with Timber, where it's pretty much all about sex. Why right. would you put that in your mind right. when you struggle with that? It's yep. kind of like the alcoholic who says, "You know what? I'm an alcoholic. I know it, but I'm still going to go to the bar anyways because I'm stronger than that." Yeah, I got friends. At, never I got friends at the bar, but I, you know, I want to see that. But it never happens. Right, exactly. I mean, I've. I've and I don't want to say never because that's not the truth. But you see people where it's very rarely, very rarely, will can someone have the strength to do it? That's why I don't put myself in certain positions. Well, I don't yeah. watch certain movies, right? And certain TV shows that Nicole can watch because it doesn't affect her the same way it affects me. Now, right. there's there still is room for disagreement. There's still room for conversation. But at the end of the day, we can't be lazy in how we raise our kids. Exactly, and that's that's really the point. Um, with as far as speaking to kids, but as far as speaking to us, uh, you know, adults, I, I this this episode wasn't just about uh, should our kids. I mean, it was part of it, but right. uh, how does Disney affect us? And Disney's just uh, a small snippet of the world, right? Uh, I think that uh, Matthew five sixteen says it best. Uh, you know, even five thirteen through sixteen, where it talks about. Us being the salt of the earth, right, and being a, a, a you know a city on a hill, and a light you don't put a, sham, uh, a lampshade over a light. We're supposed to let our light so shine before men that they see our good works and glorify our Father in heaven. And right. it doesn't say. And we talked about this um, in this last Sunday Sunday school class, uh, me and the youth. You know, it doesn't say take your light and shine it in in an unbeliever's eyes and blind somebody. It with says it. let it shine before them. Let your light so shine before them. That's illuminating the path to God. Mm. It's not to illuminate the path to you. It's not to blind them and point out all their sinful ways. Right. It's to point them to Christ. And that's that's really what we have to look at. Are the things that we're doing, uh, is, one, is it given in the appearance of evil? Mm. You know, I, I look at we're, our future episode, we're going to talk about Game of Thrones. You know, there's a lot of things that we'll get into when we discuss that that episode in a later date, yeah. but uh, you, you know, I look at it and I see um, I, uh, there's a lot of uh, pornographic images and oh, full fledged sex, and, right? I mean, and insane. so, what does that do for us? Does is that a good thing to have? And uh, does it give off the appearance of good, or does it give it off the appearance of evil? Mm. And it doesn't even push us towards right, good and evil, right? How and how is it going to affect us to be the salt of the earth? Mm. And these are the things that we have to look at. I look at some of these Disney's, these Disney movies, and I see good values. I see great values that I want my kids to learn. Right. And then I see some of them that are horrible values. Well, I'm not going to let them watch the ones with horrible values, but the ones with good values, I'm okay with and letting them watch. We can talk about it, right. and, and let's have that conversation. And, and I would challenge every parent. I would challenge every person. Uh, if you have close friendships, you know, bring up these discussions. Have these discussions. You know, if you see... If you see your friend watching something, you know, we, we brought up uh, the Princess and the Frog, you know, mm-hmm. where it's it's really centered around voodoo. Right. Well, in that, that and in Louisiana and culture, I mean, what, what's what's the song? He has. Uh, I've got friends on the other side. I clearly on the other side. Clearly yep. talking about satanic things. Right. Uh, I I would have a problem not saying something to you, Mark, if if you were watching that and I'm like I love this movie, I'd be like, be careful, man. Like, right. I mean, and I'm not doing it in a way. 
that uh, I'm trying to condemn you, but trying to look after you. Just like I don't think there's anything in the Bible. Um, God doesn't give us this list of rules. It's not a rule book. It's something that benefits us, and it's supposed to help us out. It's not so, oh, well, you know, you have to do this and have to do this because I said so. No, it's because of the betterment of us. It's the good of us. Right. And and here's another angle to look at it even mm -hmm. is how are you leaving your legacy right um in terms of everything that we instill in our kids they're going to take that into account apply it to their lives and this is part of their past that affects their future right and have these conversations where's the idea of if we want to finish well we want to run we want to run our course well we want to leave that godly legacy Mm -hmm. you can't leave it up to disney to do it right now i mean i love disney I mean, once we're done with this podcast, your boy's putting on Mulan because I, I have to watch <laughs> Mushu now. But it's I love Disney, but I, how am I supposed to expect them to raise my son in what's good and godly? And we went back to this a lot of times, and that's the beauty of the local church where, you know what? Elliot loves cubbies. He yeah. begs for cubbies. He loves his Sunday school classes. He loves learning about Jesus, but but with his friends too. Like It's not yeah, just him right. alone, and that's the beauty of the local church where we can come alongside each other and help raise our yes. kids together. And we talked about that but with the uh it's still um, the responsibility dedication. of the parents. Oh, yeah. Like if you if you're solely relying, well, my my child is going to uh find Christ because I take him to church or I drop him off at church, that's the wrong attitude to have. You right. have to be involved with your children and their faith and walk through life with And you them. read that in Deuteronomy where, you know, when you're standing up, when you're sitting down, when yeah. you're laying down, fathers and, and this is the mandate to to, to us as fathers yeah. is it's not Mothers, even though, let's be honest, to call it mothers is, I mean. They have the harder job. Awesome. <laughs> they, they have the harder job because we get to go to work. Yeah. And they they work nonstop. Well, it's just like we talked about with Nicole uh, Hobbled. Shout out to Nicole. About Nicole how, how, you know, as dads that, that go to work and moms that stay home with the kids, uh, because my wife does, Nicole does, um, you know, your wife does, uh, it, uh it's easy for us because we get to go have that adult interaction, but for them, right. they're not having that. And so it's a lot more difficult for them. So shout out to all of you stay-at-home moms. Stay-at-home moms. But the call doesn't change for us dads. No, definitely does because not. Because it says dads teach your kids. Right. When, when, and, and that might be – honestly, we probably have more to blame on dads than we do on Disney. Oh, definitely. Let's, I mean, let's, mm-hmm. that's, that's probably where we have to, to park it is we have to, as dads, pick up the mandate, raise our kids right, talk about Jesus, talk about what's going on, raise our kids in these good, I don't even want to say moralistic values, but these Christian values that Jesus and God the Father has put on us. Definitely. And it's a hard mandate, and it's a it's a stressful mandate, and there's a lot of responsibility because at the end of the day, we have to stand before God as dads and as fathers and as husbands and go, here's my family. Here's my kids. This is, the, I mean, it even says, like, we are to present them as white, pure vessels. Right. And, and, and let's be honest, men in the church today are failing. We yep. are failing miserably at that. If you look at um, even the divorce rate in the church is fifty percent or more. Oh, it's it's getting close to sixty. Is it? It's close to six now. It's okay, close so to 60. Uh, that's that to me. Um, we failed somewhere. We failed to to either meet the needs of our wives. We failed to lead. Uh, we failed to be connected with other m- couples in order to make sure that that we're each other are protected. Uh, somewhere because we are responsible, we have failed somewhere. And uh, as a Christian church, even as somebody who hasn't, you know, I've never been divorced, um, but 
failing to see somebody who's struggling with that or going through that in our church and not doing anything and not stepping in and not saying something, not trying to be there for that person. That may cause, that's me failing as a man of faith. Mm. We're supposed to live life together and, and we're failing each other miserably. One, men don't engage in the church. No. And two, when they do engage, there's no... It's y- for softball. Y- right. It's, 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 for sure it's, softball. it's not for the right reasons. Mm. So I, I think that... Uh, Going back to the whole topic of the subject, uh, it really boils down to uh, men failing as fathers, men failing as husbands, and men failing as leaders in the church. I like it, man. Well, hey, let's wrap this up. We ended last podcast with closing thoughts with Chris Fuller. Chris, do you have a fun closing thought for us? So my closing thought today is that the honey sloth fourth grade boys from VBS just, just do take seven. Take seven. Take seven, honey. (laughs) All right, see you guys next time.